Welcome to the NSCA Coaching Podcast, episode 105. Learning is what matters and knowledge, getting knowledge is what matters. Technology is the accelerator to that knowledge or helping in that learning. This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, where we talk to strength and conditioning coaches about what you really need to know, but probably didn't learn in school. There's strength and conditioning, and then there's everything else. Welcome to the NSCA Coaching Podcast. I'm Eric McMahon. Today, we are joined by one of the co-editors of the new NSCA's Essentials of Sports Science textbook, Dr. Lorena Torres-Ronda. Lorena, welcome. Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to talk to you today. You have extensive experience as a high-performance specialist at the professional level, including multiple roles in the NBA and also working in Olympic sport. This will be a great opportunity for our listeners to learn more about the new NSCA textbook and sports science program, but I'd like to give you a chance just starting off to share how you got started in the field. Yeah, um, it's a question that I've been asked a lot lately. Um, I think um, I always explain I have a holistic profile. I started as a strength coach in Spain. I'm, I'm from Spain, um, as you can tell by the accent. <laughs> um, I started as a strength coach, a strength and conditioning coach. And then um, at some point, I wanted to improve my knowledge, skills, go deeper in that field. And I did, I studied to do my PhD, but I wasn't looking for a PhD title to go to academia. I wanted to get better at what I was doing on the field, but that opened my eyes to the research world. So I gravitated towards the strength and conditioning sport science um, and research. And then from, from there, like I've been always working in Apply settings, as you were saying, professional sports, FCB Barcelona in basketball in the academy uh, with the Spanish national swimming team. Then came to the United States and working the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs. My last stop was performance director at the 76ers. And I'm currently working uh, with the Spanish Basketball Federation and the national team preparing the Olympics. So that has been a bit. My journey, very applied strength and conditioning, sports science, and now more in a leading team's uh, leadership position, I would say. That's great. You're connected with the, the research and the coaching world, and that leads us to really where we're at today with sports science. Looking at the new NSCA Essentials of Sports Science textbook, we're advancing as a field uh, and evolving in so many areas. Describe the process of compiling such a large amount of emerging sports science content and working with experts from a variety of disciplines all over the world. Yeah, um, I remember the first meeting that we had with Duncan French, my partner in crime, uh, human kinetics, and you guys. and. Um, I think the first meeting went something like this. Hi, guys. We would like to have you as the editors of the book. Uh, we're going to give you some time. I don't remember. Uh, maybe a month, whatever the time frame. So you can think about the content and who do you think could be the contributors. And it was amazing how quick 
Duncan and I connected. We were at the same page in everything from the very beginning. That same evening, we had a table of contents and probably 80% of the contributors. So we had a very clear idea in our mind and we didn't know each other from before what this book should look like. We knew that was in needed sections uh, about putting the framework, what sports science mean, what a sports science is, or we understand as it is, what a sports scientist role is. So a first part where, okay, let's understand what we're gonna talk about in this book. Then a specific context about uh, key performance indicators, descriptors of performance, like more like a first approach, then collecting data and how, then how we analyze data and then presenting and communicating information. So for us, this book was about, these are the fields that can be included or we think we can, can be included in the sports science umbrella. Uh, there are obviously details and it doesn't mean that every chapter represents all the fields. You could add more or different or off with different approaches, but at least the main ones. Um, and through the book, all the chapters are connected through, okay, these are topics, fields, area of expertise, but what a sports science scientist can do specifically in this context. So to your question, our job was to think about what this book should look like, which contents should include, uh, and who would be the best in the world to talk or write about those contents. And we both are, we are lucky we have really good friends that happens to be some of the best in the world what they do. So we were very thankful and um, happy to have friends and contributors uh, that we consider exactly that, the best in the world to talk about what they know the most about. That's great. And, you know, sports science truly is an international conversation. And the NSCA is working to become an administrative body and advocacy organization for sports science in North America. So beyond the book, uh, you know, this content really communicates and is going to have a significant impact on a number of fields under high performance and sport performance uh, in the United States uh, and in this part of the world. I know, I know just from hearing you speak about it, this project means a lot to you. Speak to that. You know, what is this, what is sports science and this evolution that we're experiencing in the field mean to you? I think we explain, we answer that question in the preface of the book. Tenkan and I, we wrote it together. And we talk about exactly that, right? The, the evolution of a sports science, the evolution of the role of the sports scientist. So I think a sports science could mean uh, a way of a philosophy of working in a performance and medical department. Uh, where the job is to 
have players available, maximize performance, um, whatever the, the success means for that team, organization, et cetera, is, okay, we're going to approach it from an evidence-based knowledge approach with some of the um, science uh, frameworks or philosophies or critical thinking. So to me, it means um, a way of thinking, working uh, from the uh, background of a sport. Uh, and um, to the question point of in the States, I think is in, in many countries, we have degrees that covers the sport science uh, areas of knowledge. Um, the fact that what you're doing, guys, is give the opportunity to have a certification where you can have like uniform uh, knowledge across like the people that is going to get the certification. So uh, you can compare a certification to a full degree, master's, PhD, but this is going to be like, um, okay, let's unify certain contents and knowledge. And whoever does the certification, it's going to have this minimum or the, this view or this approach. Um, and you guys are starting this in, in USA. Yeah, there's, there's a huge need to unify uh, the performance community uh, in the United States and across North America. I, I, I can speak from professional baseball. And I think, you know, this even extends to college athletics, high school athletics, where the strength coach works very hand in hand with the athletic trainer. And now there's dietitians in the mix and there's a number of professionals that this space has grown. And so the, the unity and collaboration, those are key elements. And that is really ingrained in the sports science content uh, as an interdisciplinary field. I want to ask you a little bit about technology. I always think back, I think I found one of your uh, posts on Twitter a while back, and it really connected me with some of the things you're putting out there on technology. And I think performance technology is a topic that at times is synonymous with sports science, whether that's appropriate or not. However, you know, we can say that technology and data have given us a deeper access and understanding of our athletes. How should coaches and sports scientists look at the role of technology in their programs? To your last comment, uh, Duncan French is the author of the chapter talking about multidisciplinary, interdisciplinary teams and how you can uh, put everything together. So uh, how to manage staffs. Um, so I just wanted to mention that because he did a great job in that chapter. Um, Technology. Technology is interesting. And what you're saying, the relationship between technology and the sports scientist. And I think it's because professionals using technology have been able to use objective information and deliver objective information through tech, from technology. And that gives the sense of, okay, we have objective information, we analyze the information, we do some statistics and we present the information. And as you can see, it has like a parallelism with what a sports scientist can do. However, it's not the only thing that they can do. And that's in one, one uh, reflection of thought. The other one I think is because sports science is a new, relatively new area of knowledge and has been linked to technology. And because 
both th things are new, it seems that are related with innovation. And I always explain in, uh, innovation and technology are very related and linked, but technology is only a form of innovation. So the fact that you are using technology doesn't mean that you are doing in, innovating because it's more about how you use information, uh, how you analyze information, which decisions uh, are, are decisions having impact coming from that information. So it's way more complex. And um, uh, I like the quote that is related with, okay, learning is what matters and knowledge, getting knowledge is what matters. Technology is the accelerator to that knowledge or helping in that learning. So I don't think we should drive programs putting the emphasis or the focus, focus, focus point in technology, but how we use technology in our favor to get knowledge and keep learning. Um, that it's what I try to explain when I talk about technology, innovation, and sports science. We have to use it when it's useful or we can get something that is giving us information and knowledge, not only information. Otherwise, we're gonna have this um, profession called sports science just focus on using technology. And I think it's, we, it's way more rich than only that. I like that deeper thinking. I, I really like the quote, technology is only a form of innovation. It really speaks to the higher level thinking that is required in the system-based approach of putting a sports science program in place. I think back to early, uh, say the early 2000s, the innovation in research and physiology and biomechanics hasn't advanced significantly in 20 years. We have new knowledge, but a lot of the scientific underpinnings were in place and technology advancements have like you said, accelerated or given us increased access to diving deeper into these areas that we were learning uh, with our athletes. And so I think it, it really is a valuable distinction to, to be aware of, um, whether you're a strength and conditioning coach or, um, or have a dedicated sports science role, or even uh, our administrators and leadership who are uh, who are asking questions and trying to be more evidence-based in delivering performance programs with athletes. One, you know, one area I get questions about quite a bit from coaches, you know, how does technology impact or change the coaching process? And I also think it's interesting to think about how does technology impact the athlete experience from this analog weight room environment to uh, a more digital environment. Athletes today have digital DNA. Uh, that's, a, that's a quote I got from one of our administrators uh, with um, the Rangers in my years in professional baseball. And we were trying to advance technology and our, our evidence-based practices in that way. As a field, where are we at in terms of that thinking towards technology as it impacts our job description? I think technology is part of our, it has to be part of our skill uh, toolbox. Um, 
but not only man not only manipulating and using technology, but okay, if we have this technology, which better questions can we ask ourselves? And we really have to improve how we analyze information um, because it can be a very simplistic with descriptive analysis or very academia approach. And that's very difficult to understand or communicate to coaches and athletes or too much prediction situations where we know that humans are not really good at predicting things. Um, so the impact, I, I would rather like to answer to you, it's not only about technology. Let's assume we're gonna implement technology. Your question was how that can impact coaches and athletes. And I think our job is to be very um, transparent with information. We have to use the information in favor of athletes because what sometimes happens is they see that as a threat. So they don't even do the contra movement jump 100% because what happens if I do it 100% and my average today is lower than expected. So that means that they're going to modify my training session and I don't want that. So we have to be very careful how we use the information. It has to be in favor of athletes to prevent a risk injury situation or to help them to go farther in their careers. Uh, so a lot of transparency with that, a lot of empathy with the athlete. I, it still amazes me how some devices are big, heavy, like I wouldn't like to use it. So why we're pushing the players to do things? We should be pushing the companies to listen to us and do things more user-friendly. So a lot of transparency, a lot of empathy with the athlete, uh, a lot of education with the athlete. This can help you in this, this, in this way. Um, and with the coaches, um, a lot of transparency too, a lot of education too. And with them even more like a lot of empathy because what I think that happens sometimes is I wouldn't like to see the sport science or sport scientists in being this role where it's only pushing back things uh, because then you lose trust from coaches because coaches have a lot of uh, at the stake in their, you know, like they have to win games or they can lose their jobs and then like they have their own situation going on. So we have to be seen as a resource to help them make better decisions. Um, they have to see sports science more as a delivering as much as objective information as possible so they can make better decisions. Uh, so they, we have to work towards being their allies rather than being uh, a threat. Um, and that was that was one of the reasons why putting this book together was so important for us because we felt, Duncan and I, that we had the, we had the opportunity to put a book where, okay, let's, go, let's give a, as we can a good understanding of the potential of this field. Like it's always from a positive point of view, positive perspective, support, um, from a humble perspective, um, to be able to connect 
with coaches or organizations or athletes. Yeah, I really like that. Sports science digs from so many areas, uh, that interdisciplinary uh, field that, that we've been talking about. And that makes it uh, confusing at times for our athletes or the coaches we work with. So I really like that push towards transparency of information, uh, communicating what we know, what we don't know, and being a part of the solution in a positive way towards best practices. And that's something that, you know, not just in sports science, the overarching field, but strength and conditioning for many of our coaches who listen, we, we talk about that a lot of uh, we're a part of the team program and it's not just what happens in the weight room that matters. Uh, it truly is what happens out on the field uh, or in the arena that matters in uh, separating those thought processes, but also integrating uh, the knowledge and trying to work for uh, the betterment of our team. You know, being the NSCA coaching podcast and many of our listeners come from coaching roles. I want to ask you about strength and conditioning and just some of the best qualities that you've seen from strength and conditioning coaches you've worked with. And on the topic of sports science, how can strength and conditioning coaches be supportive to the advancement of sports science in the team and weight room programs? Uh, to the first part of the question, I think one of the strengths <laughs> of a strength and conditioning coach um, is they really connect with athletes. The communication skills, the empathy, the uh, being a supporter, a resource for them. So I, I, I think all the soft skills, um, besides the knowledge, because that's very individual, I think a strength and conditioning coach has a huge impact in winning the trust of the athletes. Uh, because it's something tangible. Like if you work, if I'm a strength coach and I work with you and you get better or less injured or stronger, or you get like the athlete can see that and feel that it's tangible. So then you appreciate the, the role of this professional. Uh, so that's one of the things that they are, uh, or we, if I'm including this strength and conditioning is the ability to connect with athletes and players. Um, the second part was. The uh, being, how can strength and conditioning coach be supportive to the advancement of sports science in the team and weight room setting? Yes, uh, really good question, because I, I believe in the interdisciplinary, multidisciplinary teams where people uh, has a strength in their field of knowledge, but I also like horizontal knowledge, like um, somebody that can understand or know, like have a deep understanding and knowledge in that particular field, strength and conditioning, but having some knowledge of sports science and data collection analysis and delivery, um, but at the same time, certain knowledge of nutrition because they're gonna recommend the athletes to take this protein shake, right? So the, the more we can have professionals that can understand the other's area of knowledge, it's, it's gonna be easier to communicate, same page, understand, um, sell the product. If you have a department where you have a strength and conditioning coach, 
that understands how to use the force plates in a in a very good way and understands the metrics and understands why uh, I don't know the velocity takeoff velocity is going to have more impact than only the jump high um, when the sports scientist gets into the conversation the strength coach is at the same level they're talking to the athlete the same language that gives a lot of power to the program so the way that the strength and conditioning coaches can get benefit of sports science uh, framework knowledge education is to be at the same page and the same philosophy and having the same language to run the program. Yeah, it brings us back to the uh, unity uh, that gets created in the field of sports science and uh, bringing together the variety of professionals, but that happens at the acute level within the program with these dedicated sports scientists, with the strength and conditioning coach, uh, you mentioned before, you know, collaboration with the medical staff, there, there really is so much and coming together and working in a unified approach towards performance and, and keeping players healthy. Uh, that truly is the goal. I really like today that you, um, you know, at various points, you, you've touched on the key skills that, that, it takes for aspiring or uh, sports science students that want to advance into uh, into roles. And I think, you know, everything from uh, pursuing higher education, uh, certification, uh, coming together with other disciplines and learning areas that maybe you are a little deficient so that you can have a little bit broader knowledge and understanding and be able to engage in those conversations, uh, the connectedness with strength and conditioning. Yeah, I, re I really enjoyed this today. Like I mentioned before, I, I always enjoy following your posts on Twitter, but what are some of the other ways our listeners can uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, Twitter is my main social media platform. I don't use others. Um, if, if I collaborate in a podcast like this one or if I talk in a conference or if I have a new research uh, published I always use Twitter as a communication channel um, so yeah people that wants to follow or are curious or um, wants to connect with me that's the best way Lorena, thanks so much for sharing with us today and for your significant and ongoing contributions to the NSDA Sports Science Program. It's, it's really been great connecting. No, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you, which I, I've enjoyed a lot, uh, <laughs> always when we talk, to give me the opportunity to explain a bit more what Duncan and I try to do with the book. Um, I think as I said at the beginning, the preface, uh, it's uh, the setup, the tone setup for the book um, and our understanding of the profession and the role of a sports scientist. And yeah, I'm always happy to, to share with you guys uh, conversation. So thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, such a great resource. And, uh, you know, just if you haven't had a chance to look at the NSCA's Essentials of Sports Science textbook. This episode is 
truly a testament to it. And, and I think uh, you will find value in it, regardless of what your current role in the field field is. Um, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in today. And of course, we need to thank our sponsor, Sorenex Exercise Equipment. We always appreciate their support. It was a lot of fun connecting with so many coaches at the Sorenex Summer Strong event this May. If you missed it this year, Summer Strong is definitely a great experience to check out in the future. With that, we will sign off. Everyone, have a great day. From the NSCA, thank you for listening to the NSCA Coaching Podcast. We serve you, the coaching community. So follow, subscribe, and download for future episodes. We look forward to connecting with you again soon and hope you'll join us at an upcoming NSCA event or in one of our special interest groups. For more information, go to nsca.com. This was the NSCA's Coaching Podcast. The National Strength and Conditioning Association was founded in 1978 by strength and conditioning coaches to share information, resources, and help advance the profession. Serving coaches for over 40 years, the NSCA is the trusted source for strength and conditioning professionals. Be sure to join us next time.